0: It's about 120 degrees up in our third floor attic right now. I'm dying up here.
1: We'll call this Love in Brief Swamp Crotch Edition. Swamp Crotch Edition.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Love in Brief. Pretty brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. It's just, sometimes it's like a half an hour. Sometimes it's 12 minutes. Who it's brief uh, But we are focused on issues of love. Love for yourself. Love for your partner. Love for your community. Spiritual love. Just entire shipping containers of love sent from us to you and back. Mm-hmm. I am resonant, yes.
1: And I'm not taken still.
0: And uh, we are so thrilled to have back on with us Dr. Rhoda Lipscomb. Dr. Rhoda, thanks for being with us again on Love and Brief.
2: Oh, thank you for having me back.
0: You're very welcome. And you always tackle these really tough questions with uh, (laughs) such wisdom and grace. So we only bring you the really hard ones. Isn't that a bummer?
2: (laughs) No, no. That's, you know, hey, that's what I signed up for.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) As an actual sex therapist, this is kind of what you do. and it, sexual it, it kind
2: of is, yeah. yeah.
0: If you want to get in touch with uh, Dr. Rhoda, she, she really specializes in therapy and coaching for people with an ABDL kink. So, Dr. Rhoda, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you following this episode if they're interested in talking with you?
2: Uh, the best way is be either my website, which is www.drroda.com, or my email address, which is Rhoda at com
0: easy enough. Easy enough. So as I said, we only bring you the difficult, you know, what we should do is one of these upcoming episodes, we should bring you a question. That's like, I have three tapes done. What do I do next? Cause you're going <laughs> to knock that one out of the park.
1: Wait, wait, so wait. Easy. I have a question. Yeah. Dr. Rhoda, do you know in what order you're supposed to do the diaper tapes?
0: Yeah, this is a big deal. Oh dear. It's not a trick question.
1: It's not, but there's a lot of, I just wonder if, like, I wonder if people who are not wearing them all the time actually take it as seriously as we do and know, like, which ones you do first oh, like and which Civil ones War you do next. Issue. Yeah. I'm sure,
2: yes. You're probably correct. And, like, I've seen demonstrations of it done. But not having done it myself, I'm probably the last person you should ask. <laughs> which tapes go first? You know? <laughs> so, so,
1: according w- to my husband, it is bottom tapes. Yeah. And then top tapes. There is only
0: one or actual correct. Or
1: there's something broken. terribly, terribly wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't oh. know what kind of maniac does the top tapes first. <laughs> That's like pouring your milk and then adding your cereal. It's so weird.
1: I do that. I know. You know that, right? I know you're a maniac. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's get to a much harder question. So this question comes to us um, from an anonymous uh, contributor who wrote to us uh, to ask something that I think probably other folks have experienced and I know I have with my former spouse. So uh and why don't you read the question? Because um, in my case, I would have been the person that this is referring to. So I'd love to hear you read it.
1: Sure. And I will preface this by saying I've read the question once already and I am impressed that this person who does not share our kink reached out for advice. I think that that's very brave Um, and that's very cool. It says, I've been married to my husband for two and a half years, dating for seven years. He recently brought up that he likes slash wants to wear diapers. We had a conversation about it and when I'm uncomfortable, I generally shut down and go quiet. I want to be okay with it. It is normal. There are a lot of people that get comforted by wearing diapers. I'm just not comfortable, and I don't know how to fix it. I'm afraid I'm losing my attraction to my husband. When we are intimate, all I can think about is him in a diaper, and I can't get turned on. I fear it will ruin our relationship, and I don't know how to talk to him about it without hurting his feelings."
0: That's heavy stuff.
1: That's very heavy stuff.
0: And I'm really grateful that you are so brave to bring it to us. I can tell that you love your husband because you reached out to an ABDL podcast to look for answers. And I think that's very brave. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I'm really impressed with her for coming to to you guys. Um, You know, people who really understand this. uh, Because unfortunately, so many people, when they're in this... Don't really know what sources to turn to and just tend to kind of shut down. So I think it's great Mm -hmm. that she's turning to you guys for help with this, Mm -hmm. Um, even if she's struggling with how to wrap her head around it. Um, I should sorry. say
0: too, just a note on pronouns, by the way, um, that oh, we're assuming you, you, well, no, actually you, from the rest of the email, which I didn't read, it's clear that this is a heterosexual couple where uh-huh. it's a, she, and she's referring to her husband who's a he. So okay. that those are the pronouns they use just in okay. case you are wondering, I didn't read all that. But if you're a listener and you're like, why are you assuming we're not fair question?
2: Fair question. Yes. <laughs> Good to clarify that.
0: Yeah. So, um, what, Dr. Rota, have you, have you dealt with this in your own practice and your own experience? And what do we do?
2: Um, I have dealt with this actually quite a few times, where um, the partner wants to be okay, um, and yet is struggling with this kind of if if I think of my partner in a diaper, I I I start to I'm either I'm afraid I'm going to lose my attraction or here I think she says she's actually feels like she is losing her attraction Mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking it's like what is it about the seeing him in a diaper that she now finds less attractive like what does that what is the interpretation of that what is the perception of that what does it mean to her um does is it is it Does she have these kind of general societal thoughts of what a man is supposed to look like, um, how a man is always supposed to be kind of the protector, the aggressor, the initiator, and then does seeing him in diapers change that perception Um, so that it's hard for her maybe to see him multifaceted way Mm,
1: like what's wrapped up in the diaper
2: right like what is
1: what (laughs) come on now
2: (laughs) that's good though I do like that is very good um yeah it's like what does the diaper represent to her Mm. um or or what is she fearing about the diapers Is, is like is there a fear that Sometimes I think for partners, there's a fear of where is this going? I think sometimes, particularly if people have seen some of the stuff on the Internet with the the people who really want the kind of 24-7 ABDL life, which is a very small percentage of the community in my experience, mm-hmm. there often is this fear in partner of where is this going? Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So they may be extrapolating it to future scenarios wherein this person is no longer able to, I'll make this up, and no longer able to protect or take care, hold a job, show up to them as an adult.
2: Yeah. Um, And that she's going to end up being the caretaker of an adult baby Mm 24-7 and lose the adult side of her partner who clearly she has enjoyed for these seven years um, You know, I often tell people That when, when, the, when the little side Can be acknowledged Often the, the adult side can, can actually balance out And be Can be better Can be stronger
0: That's certainly
1: been my experience too I, I, I think too. that's exactly what our experience has been the, We sort of had it one-sided for a while But the more our why has opened up his little side to me, the more effective we are when we switch, I think.
0: And back. i can tell you what, I never feel more competent, capable adult and ready than the day, the morning after being little. Like for me, it is, it's, it's a beautiful, uh, sort of wholeness that I feel because I, I'm not suppressing, uh, this need to be taken care of and nurtured. And the, the big me is just so empowered by that. That, like, the next day I just feel like a million bucks.
1: I don't want to guess at what the asker is wrapping up, I mean wrapping up in the diaper, um, her husband being in a diaper. But I will say that I dated um, somebody once before who did not say that they were a switch. In fact, that they, they made it very clear that they didn't want to switch. They only wanted to be dominant. And a little while into our relationship, he started to really hint that he wanted to switch. And when he, when we finally went through with it, uh, the I had never done it before. And the fear that I could not stop from bubbling up was the fear that I wasn't going to get what I needed sexually anymore, that Mm -hmm. I was going to be sort of like, I had gotten what I, what I wanted sexually, my time I gotten my time and now my job was going to be to give him what he wanted sexually and that was really hard for me um to sort of make peace with because I was like well this is just going to be a take 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 kind of thing all like I'm going to have to just sort of smile and deal with it um but what I learned through that relationship is that there's nothing that somebody big and strong and Masculine, like this person was, there's nothing that they need more than their little soft, you know, sweet side seen and cared for. Because once it's seen and cared for, then they're not busy holding it off and protecting it. They can really come out and just be who they are in the moment. And I thought that I was going to hate it, and I was scared the whole time.
0: Did you find that your fears were not as founded that he
1: not at all founded. Did,
0: did take care of you in the ways that you hoped for?
1: Yes, I did. I found that. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't want to make any assumptions about this relationship, um, the askers relationship, but I just found that I was, my fears were all, I thought I wouldn't see him as a man anymore. And I definitely still mm-hmm. was able to see him as a man.
0: So you were projecting a fear of how you would feel mm-hmm. versus how you actually ended up feeling.
2: Yes. I was just gonna say that I think that's common, that I think a lot of women in that type of situation fear that suddenly now it's going to switch and their needs are not going to get met very much the way you were fearing that it's all going to be about him now. Um, and I'm wondering when, I, when I'm reading the question is how could she kind of get back to remembering what it was that did turn her on about him And allow Mm -hmm. herself to focus on that again. Mm -hmm. Like, is she so focused on the diaper that then that becomes all consuming. And she's now not thinking about looking at him in the ways that originally turned her on to begin with. Mm
0: -hmm. And it, and what's really interesting is that that diaper, my guess is that diaper desire of his was probably there then too. Mm -hmm. And the only difference is that now she, he shared it with her. So whatever she was, picturing of the thing that she was attracted to it also contained that it just wasn't shared intimately yet
2: Mm -hmm. right and is there i'm wondering if there's some because she's saying he recently brought it up and they've been married for two and a half years is there a little resentment that he didn't tell her this before they got married sure
1: like like she kind of imagine i would feel. Yeah. yeah i would probably feel like that too
2: yeah, and I think a lot of times for people, and I, I certainly understand when people don't bring this up before they get married uh, because the fear of rejection is so overwhelming for yeah. them. Um, and yet the problem is when you do wait, then the person feels like, well, why didn't you tell me this beforehand? Uh, yeah, it, it they kind of feel tricked. Even though they can understand that how incredibly overwhelming this fear of rejection is going to be for finding this person you love. And now I have to tell them this thing. Um, But yeah, it can often take a while for that to work through.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very hard to be vulnerable. It's very hard to be vulnerable and intimate whenever you feel any sort of lack of trust. If yeah. there's any cracks in that surface, it's very hard.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it is hard. And it can be understanding what, what causes it. But now that it's out, mm-hmm. um, like you probably have to find ways of really allowing it to be fully out and um, you know not not hiding the diapers not mm-hmm. you know i've seen that with people who their partner knows but they're still hiding their diapers in the basement you know rather mm-hmm. than being like no we need to have a drawer in the bedroom in the, in the dresser <laughs> like no we're not hiding them in the basement anymore that's just incorporating more of your shame and embarrassment
1: mm-hmm. how How can we encourage? uh, The last part of her question is, how can I talk to him with, or not? How can I talk to him? But I don't know how to talk to him without hurting his feelings. Yeah. How can you talk about that without hurting someone's feelings? I feel like that's such a sensitive subject.
2: You know, certainly delicately. You know, not when they're in the middle of being intimate. Uh, You know, not when they're both in the bed, naked and vulnerable. Of course, I'm assuming they're having sex in the bed, but um not when they're in a sexual situation. You don't want to try and talk about it then. You know, you want to talk about it when you're both dressed, over lunch, over coffee, you go for a walk and and talk about how you want to talk about this thing. That that you know it it may be uncomfortable for both of you and and she can say outright, I I I don't want to hurt your feelings and I'm afraid I might. However, we still have got to talk about this openly. And I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry if I do, but we got to talk
0: about it. And I do think, like, I want to acknowledge, there's a couple of double-edged swords here that uh, it, I feel like if I don't acknowledge, then I'll be sitting in a little bit of quiet hypocrisy, which is over and over again on this podcast, we say things like, hey, I came factory-installed with an ABDL kink, it's never going away. Well, it's quite possible. So what I'm saying essentially is I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. And I, I'm not going to apologize for that. And I would say to this spouse or to this person writing, um, you're attracted to what you're attracted to, too. And mm-hmm. n- I hope you're not hearing anybody on this podcast say, well, you need to be into it.
1: You, oh, owe it to, you
0: owe it to your partner to be into it. You need to become attracted to it because you're not. And maybe you, maybe you would be someday. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, it's not your job to fulfill this side of his sexual desire. It is up to you how you want to bridge the the parts of your relationship that you want to bridge and what do you want to see happen together and how are you going to find solutions. But just so you know, it's okay to not at all be attracted to this. And uh, just like I am not at all attracted to lots of things. The other sort of double-edged sword I want to call out is that on the podcast, we talk a lot about um, trying to be fully open and communicative with your partner. And this means your partner has to keep up their end of the deal too. And so as much as I know you wrote asking for advice for you, I will say it's not your, like communication is a hundred, hundred proposition. It's not 50, 50. So it's not your job to draw this out. It's your job to deal in your truth and your job to share honestly, and openly, and if he gets his feelings hurt, or even worse, if he hides things and sneaks around, that's not yours to fix. That's his to fix. You can do your very best, but it is a it is a two-person job to do great communication.
2: If their sex life can continue the way it always has, but he just needs to be able to wear openly and maybe even just engage in his own... Um, self-sexual play with diapers that she might not need to be a part of. Maybe there is, still, it's, again, it's that kind of finding this way of designing a sex life that works for both of them. Yeah. So both their needs are getting met.
0: I like that term, designing a sex life that works mm. for both of you. That's great. Yeah.
2: And, and sometimes people forget that they get to do that. <laughs> you know, they, they forget that it's your relationship. It, it gets to look how whatever works for the people involved in it. It doesn't have to look like the relationships we grew up seeing or thought we were seeing, since we never really know what the inside looks like unless we're in it. But we have this belief that relationships have to look a certain way oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets in people's way when their relationship they're in doesn't doesn't look the way they think it's supposed to
1: maybe it might be helpful to meet a couple or an individual or a few people who are safe and sane and well put together who are into diapers and that's the first thing you know about them and learn more about them and kind of it might help you create more of a, a big picture so that you kind of can put diapers in their place because diapers are not your husband. They are just something that turns him on. But I also think it would be great to put them maybe in touch with people who, so that she can ask questions in a private setting.
0: All right. So question asker, reach back out to us. Yeah. We'll do that.
1: And thank you for your question, and thank you for being so diplomatic with it and saying you understand that it is normal and people are the way they are and calling out your... Own discomfort, I think that that's very big of you and very self aware.
0: Agreed. Great Absolutely. Together. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks for reaching out and taking the tough step. And Dr. Rhoda, thank you for joining us again on Love and Brief.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: I really enjoyed it. R&T, you want to wrap this one up?
1: Um, we have a Fet Life. And on that Fet Life, there's a group, and it's called <laughs> Love and Brief. And you can actually find us on there and you can send us messages or you can just talk to us on the posts and also we have an email address and it's called loveandbrief at gmail.com and we have a resonant yes instagram True. and we are on there quite a lot and yeah. if you like pictures that is how you find those um <laughs> you just
0: described the nature of instagram that's perfect
1: instagram's about pictures yeah. that life's about talking and pictures
0: mm. that's, um, that was perfect yeah
1: thanks yeah, you
0: get it Um, And uh, we will see you next time. We're on a summer schedule, so maybe a couple of weeks. But we will see you, well, heck, who knows when this is actually going to come out. It could be the middle of the winter by the time I actually edit the thing down. So we're on whatever schedule it is right now. Just look out the window. That's the schedule that we're on.
1: Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This has been another edition of Love Love in Brief.